Hello, I'm Craig Constantine. Welcome. This is the Podcaster Community Show, short conversations that are not just about podcasting, because I like to take the scenic route. Our guest today is Galen Pogue. Welcome, Galen. Thanks, Craig. It's great to be here. I love getting a chance to talk to people multiple times. You and I had, um, did we, I forget, we had like a pre-conversation, then we had a conversation about, uh, we were talking about like process, how you outsource and tech stuff and things that podcasters love to talk about. Uh, and then this was actually one of the first things that we scheduled was this conversation, but we scheduled it like seven days out. So in my head, there's like this wonderful melange of, (laughs) it's like, wait, which conversation is this with Galen? Um, and when we were talking beforehand, we were talking about, um, I asked people just like some free association things just to get our conversational juices going. And I liked a comment that you made about how the medium of podcasting gives you this. Uh, opportunity for free expression, um, in, as you put it, a rich experience or a rich opportunity. And I'm just wondering what your thoughts were when you went from writing uh, blog posts or writing Facebook posts or writing for social media, when you, when you had the opportunity to first experience moving from that online written format to creating podcasts. Great. And thanks for asking. Um, I would say <laughs> at, f- at first, you know, cause I w- I'm the kind of person who wants to do things well. I would, mm. And I think a lot of people are out there. Um, I, I, tr- because the podcasting workshop that both you and I have attended as Seth Godin's, uh, kind of suggests like maybe starting with a shorter form, um, and doing, you know, just to be able to get yourself going, doing maybe 15, 20 minute segments or something, uh, that whole being a good student part of me kicked in and I, <laughs> I was trying to do that. But then the concept that I had for my podcast was, it just didn't fit in there, you know, mm. <laughs> and that became very apparent. When how, how long did it take you to figure out, like, did you do there? There's a classic exercise that comes from Eric Newsom's book, um, like coming up with 12 or 10 or fewer words that describe your show. So did you do the exercise? Do you have a short description of your show? I, I could, I'll just have to do it off the fly. I'm sure I went through that exercise and I'm sure it was so painful for me because I'm the kind of person that just likes to talk and talk and, and I, um, I have these big ideas and I want to, I, one thing about me is I understand one of the ways I process and understand things is by talking about them. Mm -hmm. So in the talking about them, that can go on a long way. Like you hear my process to get to the nugget. And the downside is you don't get the nugget and the condensed, nice, clear description right away. (laughs) But isn't the beauty of podcasting that you could, you could, like, well, you could edit it down, but you could also do it and then listen to it the next day and then do it again. And you could refine it. Like it's not a live medium. I think that's one of the big advantages. That's true. And I think there's a benefit also to hearing someone's process as well. I mean, for me, um, I feel like I grew up in an era where I saw a lot of people that did amazing things on TV and, uh, you know, these mediums where it was already produced and you never got to see 
it was a, kind of a very rare thing to see their process getting there. And then if behind you, the, the scenes was like a thing. Wow, they're doing a special behind the scenes. You never got to see that. Right. It was a lot harder, right? You couldn't just go click on the YouTube or something like that. There was no YouTube, <laughs> right? So you had to somehow, like inside the actor's studio was the first thing that I remember giving you kind of a look behind the curtain. Um, and and so I loved that. But, you know, you had to go find the DVDs and go buy them. And it, that wasn't always easy to find. Now it's a different world. So anyway, to, to get back to what we were talking about um on my podcast, when I am um, interviewing a guest, part of of that, I like to leave in some of me kind of uh, figuring out the concept, talking with that person, them kind of thinking. I want the, my audience to be able to hear people working through it because like as an audience member, as, as a lifelong audience member myself, you know, I... I want to be able to, what am I trying to say here? I'm finding my way. And if I can watch somebody else's process of finding their way, then that can help me in mine as well. Uh, my mind leapt to a quote, and it always bothers me when I can't think of the attribution, but I don't recall but there's a quote about if you see someone's footprints in the sand, you can see the path that they took, but unless you can actually have the person, like talk to the person, but without the person, you can't see where they were going. Like you don't know why they were on the beach. You don't know whether they were for going for a stroll or whether they were trying to get somewhere. And I think that's, um, I, I agree with what you're saying. Cause for me, that, is part of the joy of having guests on this specific show and then having the opportunity for myself and the guest to go proverbially for a stroll and people get to see both the footprints in the sand and to see where we're going. They can see us figure out, you know, like you're getting hungry, you want to stop for lunch or you're like, no, let's, let's keep talking about this particular tech topic or whatever it might be that day before we wander too far afield. What's the name of your <laughs> podcast? <laughs> Uh, my podcast is called Not Lost in the Crowd. And to give you the short shorthand for that, it's four people that are still um, on the, the journey of finding their voice. There's mm -hmm. like what they specifically um, can speak to that'll help others that people will gladly support them for and, and that creates positive change in the world. Uh, finding their voice and then finding their audience. So who are those people that really need to hear what they have to say and benefit from their wisdom and insight and that will gladly support them as well? Because that's a deep belief of mine is that there's a lot of people with a lot of wisdom and a mm -hmm. lot of good and doing a lot of good in the world. And a lot of them are not supported in a way where they can really dedicate their time, you know, and their energy to doing what they're great at and what they're meant to do. And I, I think there's not enough of that. And then it's on that, that do-gooder to kind of try and figure it out themselves, how to find their audience and find their voice. And so my hope with my show is not only to help the people that are, that are those do-gooders, you know, uh, working on it, 
you know, to, to get better at what they can do, but hopefully to become kind of a nexus of, of connection and support too, where people can come and find people doing good work and support them. And these connections can be made easier and faster. And then there's more good in the world and there's more, you know, do-gooders in the world and there's some sort of mentorship and it's not just you out on your own. I, I like that you that you're focusing in or, or that one of the things that you're really trying to work on is helping people find their own voice. And I think the, that there's a very close relationship there to your self-professed way that you like to talk through, like you like to show your work in how you find your voice or your like purpose for a particular project. And the, there's a strong connection between that and building a podcast for people to show them how to find their voice. You're both, you're both doing. Oh yeah, it this is so for me to too. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> do you have it like on a two day delay and then you listen to your own work? Or um, how how are you all like on the balance of work? So it's one thing to say I I'm a you know just one could say I'm a talker. I I think I resolve issues by talking them out. It's one thing to say that because you pretty much that's like a real time thing. But then making a podcast can very quickly become a, a sand, you know, a quicksand of, well, I did all the work of collecting all these conversations, but now I'm up to my eyeballs and stuff and I have to figure out how to edit it. So it, it's much easier in a bad way in podcasting to swamp yourself, whereas you can simply talk to work through an idea. But with a podcast, you can simply swamp yourself before oh, you I'm get it Oh, I'm totally out. swamped. <laughs> <laughs> I should I'm just completely say, swamped. I just said, are you swamped? Um, so what are your thoughts on how you're going to get unswamped? Like, you know, you realize, of course, if you stay swamped, then you don't ship, you don't ship your thing in which, you know, would be better if you did ship it. So how are you going right. to get unswamped? Well, I've got a few ways that I'm working with that. Um, <laughs> thankfully I have that podcasting community, um, that I'm still in touch with, um, from the, from the Seth Godin workshop. Um, I'm playing with the Descript tool, uh, for editing, uh, seeing if that can speed up my own editing process where I'm able to do it via transcription. But really I, I want to, to leverage an editor. I would like to get an editor to do the editing, <laughs> you know, but I tried this uh, original company, the, this one company. Uh, I probably shouldn't just name them on air, but <laughs> it depends how bad were they. <laughs> if they're really bad, maybe we should shame them on air. Still bad. Um, <laughs> yeah, they make widgets, and I'm not making a widget. I no. I need a, I need a real artist because um, that's what I'm making um, as an editor, and. I have a potential candidate. I'm trying out potential candidates, um, but that's my my game plan is to develop a relationship with an editor. I don't even know if that's yeah. I so I'm I'm exploring that process, and we'll see if that ends up working out. But the other thing is being able to pay the editor because, and this is a tricky thing to, for me to figure out too, because I um, I'm not putting. I'm pretty clear that I'm not going to do any commercials or product placements in my. In right, my yeah. podcast, you're what they would call an indie podcaster, which is how I'm doing this. It's an independent thing. It's basically a hobby. So I've got a you know a plug for my coaching business at the end, real short plug. And my hope is that the podcast, you know, in addition to doing good in the world, also generates more 
uh, more coaching business for me. Uh, and also, uh, I was, I was thinking, you know, maybe there's some way that I can set up, uh, some sort of Patreon thing. And if I get a following, you know, I can just, I think Amanda Palmer kind of first did this with her music, but, yeah. um, you know, set up some sort of thing where it's like, Hey, you know, this is my art. Uh, I love to do it. I love to do it for you. And it's got its costs. And let me just be real transparent about what its costs are. And, you know, if you love it, maybe you can support me doing it because the time and the money has to come from somewhere, you know, and I'd rather be transparent about it. And I really don't want to whore myself out to ads. (laughs) Yeah. It's a perennial challenge, right? All anybody who's a podcaster listening is nodding along like, please tell me you guys are about to solve this problem right now. <laughs> and I think the answer is the problem, the problem is the way we're looking at it. And I think because I mean there are lots of different kinds of podcasts. I'm only referring to podcasts where there are people talking. There's lots of other podcasts, but for podcasts where it's people talking. Nobody pays for people to talk. That's just not a thing that Western culture is used to paying for. Imagine a situation where you had a great conversation, or better yet, you were at some social gathering and a great conversation happened when money exchange was exchanged. Like People just don't pay for that. People just assume conversation is free. It's free to participate in a conversation. It's free to listen to two people next to you have a conversation. So podcasting, I think anybody who's trying to figure out how to monetize their podcast, it's not going to work. The only way it works is if you're in the tall head, high download numbers, then you can have an advertiser. Um, And there's a great quote about what happens when you have a triangle of three people and one person has to facilitate the conversation. (laughs) It doesn't work out. Um, But I think that you're on the right track by talking about your coaching business and how the podcast can be a source of opportunities for you, um, literal opportunities like, hey, I heard your show and now I want to work with you. But it can also be a source of opportunities for I've been listening to your show and then they're talking about it with other people and like it's, it causes these conversations to happen um, not directly adjacent to you. So it happens in that second order, um, you know, friends of friends kind of thing. And I think that's where podcasting generates revenue, it clearly generates value, but people are just not accustomed to paying for that value. Um, I, I once took, a I just want to, I just want to push back a little bit here cool. um, and say, yeah, um, I agree with you that they're maybe not accustomed to doing How that many podcasts. Do you pay for it doesn't, uh, so whatever. I don't pay for any right now. So, oh, you And I'm not saying that's a but problem. So and so everybody, well, everybody says that. So every podcaster I've ever talked to, they all say that. Nobody pays yeah. for Tim Ferriss' show. I guess they what I'm go, getting at has is just because there's a history of this doesn't mean that the model can't change. Oh, sure. Um, I, but I, I'll tell you what happens. I ran an experiment. I took my whole other show, put it behind a paywall, made, made, explained it to everybody what I was doing and said, you know, for $5 a month, you can have a hundred episodes and nobody cared. They just went, there's a thousand other shows. They just changed the channel. Okay. So what do you, <laughs> cause obviously we're going to talk about this now. <laughs> sure. So what do you think of the Amanda Palmer model? Oh, and she's what making, she was able to she's accomplish. making music, right? Right. Yeah. Well, people pay for music. If you, you want to go listen to music, uh, if I go to a concert, I got to pay for a ticket, right? Or if I go to a music festival, I pay the festival. And then it's a big, like people pay for music. Something in our heads, we're used to paying for the performance of musicians. 
but we're not used to paying for the performance of conversationalists. I totally agree with you. This is a cultural thing. It's not, there's no reason why. I also don't, I mean, and culture can transform and it does transform. And there was a time where people didn't pay for music. Maybe Kings did, but most people, you know, didn't pay for music. Sure. But that's, that's a little ways back. Um, Yeah. Culture changed one way. So, I mean, it'd be great if it changed back. The issue that I see is because we have gorillas in the room, we have the large companies that are running the platform and the distribution. Um, the individual podcasters aren't able to develop relationships with the people who are listening. So everybody who's listening in, you know, some player other than their, than, than an open one, I have no access to them. I can't see their downloads. I don't have any way to reach them or to say, Hey, please support me or some of the podcasting platforms, um, on link in the show notes that we put out with the episodes. So I'll put a clickable link that in every one episode says, you know, go to Patreon or come to the community and they take those out. So you can't click on that. You can't leave the platform, Um, which is like, but that's how Instagram works too. So if you go on Instagram and you try to leave a link to a show, they don't, Instagram doesn't link up the URL because that's technically really hard. Not, you know, but that's one of the issues with having the the gatekeepers, having a large entity that's controlling access. And I'll confess too that, you know, I'm new to this, so I don't know, but I guess I just am reserving the right to optimism right now. <laughs> I'm, hey, optimism. Yes, please. I'm down for optimism, but everybody who has a podcast, um, even as far as I know, even Seth doesn't make, in fact, I shouldn't say that. I know from personal conversation with Seth that Seth does not make money off the Akimbo show. But what does it do? It lets him distribute his ideas. It's like the modern version of a blog. He doesn't make money off his blog either, but he makes money off other aspects of what he does. And that's great. Like these, this, his gift, you know, of what he writes, of what he shares, of my gifts, of what we're creating here, this this creates value. I'm giving that value away for free. And in this particular case, there's an online community associated. Well, this show goes with the online community and there are people who choose to pay for that. And like that works, they, that community generates enough money to cover its costs. Um, so I, I'm not saying that there's no way to change what we're doing or to change the way that it's currently working, but the way it currently works now is don't even try to figure out how to make money off your podcast itself figure out how does the podcast serve you so that you get excited to create it. And then hopefully you're creating something that adds, you know, change the world in a positive way. Most people that I talk to are, um, and then just make sure that there's something else that you have going on. So, uh, and we haven't mentioned where you're coaching. <laughs> we need the domain name for your coaching, uh, before we leave. Um, but like you have this other thing that's meant to be the source of revenue for you, you know? So there's, I think there's nothing wrong with having multiple things that make like a, a loop, you know, like I love doing this. I create this, this leads to this. And then over here is the thing that I get paid for, you know, and they go around in a circle of virtuous cycle. Um, domain name for coaching. Let's get that in here. It's www.embolden. That's E M B O L D E N coaching. It's all one word.com. Cool. You look like you were about to say something in response to what I was saying. No, <laughs> honestly, yeah, there's no need to argue about, like, I, I feel like we've, there's probably more interesting stuff that we could talk about. And, you know, I'm just someone just learning, um, how to be viable in, I'm an artist learning how to be viable doing what I'm doing. And so I'm, you know, it's like, 
there's a little frustration because I'm trying to figure this out. Um, but yeah, there's a, there's a beyond the, it feels like such low end stuff to just talk about, you know, how to financially and technically make things work. Like I know that I got to do that, but I think maybe it's it, I think it, maybe it's more fun to talk about the the art and the passion and the purpose. Oh sure, I, I, there's definitely more fun parts of it, um, but everybody who's podcasting knows that yeah, working with microphones is a pain in the butt. You know, and you got to get them just right, and everything has to be set up and gain, and there's all this technical stuff, which very few of us would say is particularly fun. But we all know that if I do that hard work, then that lets me do the part of it that I'm really passionate about. So I feel the same way about monetization. I'm, I have nothing against it. I'm a big fan of capitalism. <laughs> it's vastly better than every other system. But that doesn't mean that I ignore it or that I love it. I'm just like, this is necessary. It's important that things, you know, the I like having a roof over my head. I like having electricity. So I need to pay the electric bill. Um, so I'm not against talking about the things. I think they're very important. Cool. All right. Um, yeah. I would just, as much as I hate to say it, it's like 21 minutes in. <laughs> so we probably should stop there. It doesn't have to be the only time we get a chance to talk about these things on mic or off. So I'll just say, Galen, thank you so much for taking the time, for scheduling in, for hanging out with me for 20 minutes. Thanks, Craig. I appreciate you making the time. <laughs>